Hello, heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, and welcome to another episode of Panel Pictures, a podcast about comics and comic book film. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the closest thing we will get in this universe to Larflees. That's Cody McKinney here, and Cody, you're on my side today. You're on my left. It's weirding me out, bud. I don't like this. It's it's a new change of pace. It's a new change of pace because we've got someone else in the studio with us today. In the sky. What is that? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's it's our buddy Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, buddy people. <laughs> Why? Would you We're going to get into this today. And this is the last We're time. We're going to have a good time we'll tonight. Have Joe on the podcast. This is the last time we have you on the podcast, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for your service. Right, Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. It was nice to be here, guys. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Insert the sad Hulk music here. And he's back. Close yeah, the, yeah, yeah, wow. Close the door, you yeah, dingus. <laughs> so, Joe is here with us today, and for those of you that may not know, Joe is our good friend. Joe is a uh, usual guest over on our other, on my other show, Platcast. I and work a lot with these two right here on creative <laughs> stuff. We do, yeah, he does. And uh, we've got a, Joe and I have a podcast together as well. Uh, it's a movie podcast. Working title. There you go. And that's the... Uh, is, this gonna, is that going to be out by the time this comes out? Uh... Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. <laughs> we'll see. If not, then uh, you got a sneak peek into what Joe and I have been working on. So, hey, hey. Anyway, gentlemen, what have you been into lately? Oh, man. Comic book-wise? Uh, just anything superhero-related. What have you been into? Oh. What are you? What have you been digesting? I, I personally am really excited for the boys on Amazon. Me too. I'm, I'm loving more and more of the stuff that uses comic book like heroes and settings to mm-hmm. tell stories yeah uh the, one like the, one of my favorite things is astro city because like the the one of the writers for that talked about how everyone says oh you're making another comic book thing another superhero thing and he's like what's wrong with that and they're like well it's all been done and he goes well that doesn't mean we can't use those themes and ideas of superheroes as a setting for more stories right yeah and that blew my mind i was like oh damn he right and so the boys is one of those things where i'm like oh, okay this looks really really cool yeah for a while i think in you know in comics especially we only had people like mark miller writing anything that was getting critical acclaim yeah uh, that wasn't based on like a a a already established hero like a batman or superman i mean we got civil war from mark miller but Mm. like there was there wasn't anything that was like kick-ass you know yeah yeah. um and now mark miller is just making like everything well no it's more like all of his comics feel like they should be movies yeah like he is the the arbiter of ip at the moment and and now also uh Working on several projects with Netflix to adapt yeah. his properties, yeah, the, which I'm excited for the Miller World, World stuff. You know, being adapted, I'm I'm okay with it. I think I think like Reborn would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh my gosh, uh, they they released the cast list for that uh, very recently. Oh really? Yeah. Oh it, cool. I mean, I don't know anyone in the cast, but I'm excited that project's moving along because the comics awesome. are so cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. So there, there's a there's a lot of good stuff I think that uses superhero ideals archetypes uh, archetypes it's, it's a deconstruction of the superhero yeah where yeah, yeah. you know it's it's inc- been incredibly hard to ignore just how much our um pop culture has circulated around mm-hmm. heroes like batman and spider-man and all these established comic book heroes that have been around you know for decades and now we're finally getting to okay but let's deconstruct this idea of what it would mean for a man to be like yeah you know uh, super powered Mm-hmm. Um, and the boys, I think, looks really cool. Um, 
I got more excited for it after I watched The Tick um, because The Tick is really good. That's what that's something I've watched several times. We, we are going to well, do some gonna episodes do, on Tick. Yeah, we're going to do an episode on The Tick at some point. I'm going to be back for that. But yes. everyone who has like maybe not checked it out on Amazon, maybe you've never even watched The Tick, like please do cartoon so. or uh, Patrick Warburton version. You, everyone can watch The Tick on Amazon. And, yes. Because the thing about The Tick is that every time it gets remade, it's it's just remade in the best way of the medium it's trying to be in. Yep. So it's it's good for comics. It's good. It's different for cartoons. It's different for the 2001 sitcom. And now with the Amazon one, it, it it's like you get the same jokes, but the story is more structured. Yes. Um, yes. And, I, and I feel like it's more centric around our current pop culture, like, environment absolutely where it's all just like why do we like superheroes so much and you know why are superheroes so popular different it's a different way of looking at them and i i'm excited to say that like anything that comes out of the tick now i'm i'm there i'm a fan because of this because of this amazon show and never seen anything else from the tick and i thought it was going to be maybe stupid but also i had been hearing some good things about it yeah so i finally um took the dive after it got canceled uh (laughs) to check it out and i gotta say i'm really disappointed that there's not going to be a season three and i think everyone needs to watch it yeah um raise those streaming numbers so amazon can at least be like oh shit we we do have something here we can do a two-hour movie or something yeah that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. cody you been into anything in particular uh i'm Recently, I tried to explain Watchmen to a person who had no frame of reference for oh, it, Ooh, boy. and that was weird and not easy. And it did not like when you explain Watchmen like with no context and no visualization to go with it. Mm. It sounds really bad. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> I feel like I could I could pitch Watchmen pretty easily, but I want to hear you pitch Watchmen now. Yeah, give us give us your pitch on Watchmen. I mean, the best way I could really like explain it to the dude was like the concept of the watchman is a bunch of post-world war ii like veterans and police officers and things who decided that they wanted to start like a a small group of vigilantes called the watchman which then barrel rolls its way down the line into the 80s where like a new group of like vigilantes become the watchman but they're never really like an established group called the watchman that's they're just like a functioning a, a functioning series of uh like associates that are called the Watchmen, I guess, but like they, don't, they never even refer to them as the Watchmen. In the no, they're um, the Minutemen. Yeah, in, yeah. In the first, the first like group of vigilantes that get together. Yeah, I think one you left out like all the really cool shit about Watchmen in your pitch. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, that, like, was a, that was a sixty-second pitch. That's well, just, no, that's I, mean, I wasn't quick. even done with that. Yeah, oh, like, okay. I was, I was just on. trying to set up to the fact that you like you have to have the original Minutemen to get to the Watchmen in the eighties. No, but. Go on. I know, and then I don't like I, I explained like like all the characters. Like I explained comedian and Silk Spectre and uh, Rorschach and Doctor Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like I and Ozymandias and yeah. uh, fucking Night Owl. I was, I was, Silk Spectre. There's too. lawnmower no, said, man. There's leaf so, blower man outside. I said Silk Spectre. Oh, did you? Yeah. So like, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear you over leaf blower man. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of tried to give him a lowdown on like what each character was about, and then I tried to explain like the rough plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the movie's honestly, I think, a little bit easier to follow yeah, than the book is. Yeah, it's definitely way more streamlined. Yeah. And then I, I explained, like, the weird debacle with the tentacle monster at the end. Mm. that They decided to make an atomic bomb. Sure. or Well, not an atomic bomb, but Dr. Manhattan yeah. in the pseudo space of an atomic bomb. Like, right, yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, trying to explain it to a person who has zero frame of reference 
in about 10 minutes. It's It just does not seem to work all that well. And the whole point of it was to explain to him why I'm excited for the Watchmen TV show on HBO because he saw the trailer and he had he was like, what is happening? Right. Well, I think with, with Watchmen, you need to explain like the cultural context of it. Yeah. Because the thing I think was really interesting about Watchmen is, is that it takes place in a universe where at the time comic book heroes became popular, real vigilantes existed yeah you know that and that changed the the course of history in how um vigilantes were treated and were responded to and yeah they were celebrities initially but then um we get this real superhuman being that's basically god um you know your version of superman that's what he's supposed to be whatever the jesus christ figure coming in and uh changing the course of history and that's why, you know, at the start of Watchmen, we have Richard Nixon as the president. We have, um, we're, we're basically a global superpower. As technology has advanced so much more because we have um, someone that, un- that can propel science in the future. It's it's kind of this pseudo, I don't want to say steampunk, but it's like, you know, kind of a, a futuristic it, present. It's, it's like uh, Batman the Animated Series tech. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I always think, the most interesting thing about Watchmen is the the world that takes place in being ours, but kind of a different version. Whereas you know superheroes are super popular, and comic comics here are about superheroes. Comics in that world are about pirates, yeah, um, because they have superheroes. And why the fuck would you want to read anything about a superhero? Because they're living two blocks oh, down the road. I didn't make that connection yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. Like when Rorschach could bust into your house and beat up your abusive stepdad right. at any moment. Like Right. Oh. And, and, you know, the it's so tense uh, uh, globally, you know, it's, you know, Dr. Manhattan is a living bomb and no one can predict him. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 he's just going to go to Mars in, in Cold War, sad. In Cold War era. Like, yeah. that's how we're treating this. And yeah. I think that's always, you know, Every time I read Watchmen, it's 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 a little bit something different pops out at yeah. me, you know. And I think that's um, Damon Lindoff explained it the best. What he wants from his HBO show, where he sees the graphic novel as the Old Testament, his show is going to be the New Testament. Yeah. So yeah. everything still like happened, or like a lot of the stuff happened and yeah. remixed uh, it for the show. But like you know, Laurie and Dan got together. Doctor Manhattan like uh, existed, and Ozymandias like. Did, did, some, did yeah. something to, you know, turn the world against him. Yeah. yeah. Or, so, you know, to yeah. that to that degree. And Rorschach became a martyr. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's super interesting for anyone that's not read the book or watched the movie. I would suggest read the book because it's, you know, it's the difference between... It, it, it's like um, the difference between reading something like The Shining versus watching The Shining. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a more palatable version, but I think the more interesting stuff is in the book. Mm, okay. Well, gentlemen, we're not here to talk about Watchmen today. Uh-uh. We're not a bunch of nerds. No. No. We are here to not. actually talk about something different entirely. We're here to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Tony Stark built this plot <laughs> in a lab with a bunch of disgruntled employees. <laughs> 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 that shit never That's gets good, old. That's good, Cody. That, that shit good. never gets old. Good one. Um, but yes, this is a this is a fantastic, fantastic film. Uh, let's 
guys, I want to shake up the usual formula here. I think I think instead of we're, instead of, we're not going to go plot by plot point. I think here. I think first yeah. let's do a quick review for anyone Just, that doesn't yeah. want it spoiled. Anyone's yeah. checking in because they like us or the banter. Fair, fair. Um, let's um, give them a quick. Would you see the? Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fantastic continuation of the MCU. Mm. It ties in a lot of cool dangling threads you didn't even know were there. Yeah. It has fantastic Spider-Man action, good quips. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think here. It's a nice sequel to Homecoming. Yes. Like, I mean, you can watch the movies back to back. And oh, it absolutely. doesn't really fuck with anything. Not really, no. Um, do, you, uh, do, do you guys think having a connection to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is important, though, to enjoy this movie? I, I think to enjoy some some of the subplot it is, mm. but I don't think it's 100% necessary either. So, like, so just seeing Homecoming, you could come into Far From Home, I think. Um, be pretty much caught up especially in the way they do the exposition bits right what you need to know as the movie starts yes well well, yeah but at the same time if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Avengers yeah like if you haven't seen any like if you were to just sit down if all you'd ever seen was Homecoming and mm. then you sat down and watched this movie. You wouldn't like. You wouldn't really have an, any frame of reference for Nick Fury or Happy. No, or not really. The scrolls. Right. Or... Yeah. That's it's a really good point. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, like, yeah. You need to like see more of the Marvel movies to understand the universe it's taking place in. Yeah. Now, but if you'd it, seen every Avengers film and then Homecoming and this and Captain then, America: Civil War. Yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. you definitely be okay. Yeah. So, I, be so I, I think I think it's it's go watch it. You know, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, A, you're making a terrible mistake. And then and <laughs> and then B, you know, just 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 pause. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. Hey, oh, guess what? Uh, We're still here. Okay, cool. Wait, wait. Did you what? guys see Endgame? You should go watch Endgame real quick. Okay. Maybe. Yep, I think they did. All right. Okay, good. Three All right. hours later. Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't I don't want to go plot point by plot point anymore with when we do these kind of films. Well when reviews. we do the new Let's ones, just, it doesn't really make sense to go plot point by that's, plot point because they can literally go watch I, it. I only like doing that when we have like the, the quote unquote older films. Yeah. So but but let's just uh let's just let's just talk about this. Sure. I first off, Mysterio in this film. Fantastic. Um, they were able to take one of Spider-Man's most laughable villains. Like, just g- looks goofy, yeah. like goofy premise. Well, okay. And, and, but hold up, hold up. Okay, okay, just just hear me out here. No, no, okay. no, I'm trying to hear you, you out. Got, That's you my got, well okay. You got, you got Fishbowl McGee. Like, right? I mean, all right, we got a poster on the wall right now, and we're looking at it. And, like, <laughs> yeah. he looks like a damn light bulb he in does. between Cable and Doctor Strange. Yeah, he like, does. He does. He does look like a light bulb. But you've got, you got Fishbowl McGee here who in the comics is like a washed up special effects artist mm-hmm. from from Hollywood and he's like damn I'm broke and I only have this extensive knowledge of how to make people see things you know what am I going to do could I go into like some sort of scientific research no no could I maybe work for movies like in New York or something no no I'm going to rob a bank it's like <laughs> With fake magic. And, so, and like, so literally, they've done that with Mysterio, right? And Vulture being the same thing. Ah, I'm an old man that was an acrobat with a giant Vulture suit. What could I do? Hmm. Could, I, could I let other people fly? No, fuck that. I'm going to steal these diamonds. And then I'm going to make it to the voice studio so I can voice Skeletor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, if you watch the 60s cartoon, he, he's pretty close to Skeletor. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's the same person, but it's pretty damn close. Not. But like, well, it wouldn't surprise me if it was, though, to be honest. 
honest, from that era of voice acting. Yeah. But um, but you know, Homecoming took Vulture and made him into one of like the coolest, most badass villains ever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they did again with Far From Home. Like they took Mysterio, and I've been saying for years, I'm like, you can do Mysterio, but you got to do it right. Like yeah. Mysterio can be really, really cool if you take him a little bit seriously and you don't really go, ha ha, look, it's a dumb fishbowl man. And they've done that with this. They well, They've yeah. made him into a, a threatening presence that, you know, even at the end of this movie, had like a plan. Right, yeah. You, it, it's just, it's just, it's fantastic. I, I love, I love this version of Mysterio. Mm. I think it's probably my favorite. It's, it's just a, it's a strong, strong villain that I, I support and I enjoy. Also for the time of its release, Mysterio is a really good um, villain presence, uh, just his whole um, kind of the idea that he's trying to mislead people. And, yes. And, what is real? Yeah. What is real? People don't believe in anything, so they can, so they'll believe in everything. Right. Like, right. That kind of I, I, it resonates with the kind of culture that this movie was, was released in, and you know all the the fake news and yeah. you know, scandals and like us really questioning what is real anymore. Like, it is appropriate that it's Mysterio mm-hmm. and the way that they do it. I think is a um, in a way that's honestly like it's so smart. It, the way they use Mysterio is just so smart in this movie. And in, in that, like, he is you know in the beginning, like, and for you know all intents and purposes, we're way past spoilers now. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they portray him as a good guy yes. from an alternate universe, and then he later becomes a bad guy. That's so on point with Mysterio. Yes. And it's also like like for comic book fans, for me personally, I wanted Mysterio to be a, the good guy in this, and like. <laughs> No, really. Like I, I wanted because I thought the the dual universe thing was so cool. Like, oh, we're like, opening that, yeah. that that crazy box. That definitely would have been an interesting way to go with it. And I kind of figured there might like I I went in with the thought process that they might swerve us and actually do that. Yeah. But like as I'm watching the movie and when you get to that bar scene and like I oh was just like God. you sneaky son of a bitch. Yeah. Like when I went, loved that. When, scene when the bar so started much. to disappear yeah. and it wasn't. Well, oh like, no! I, I knew when the jig the was up as were, soon as he put the glasses on. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, my my my. You know what? They there was a thing before that though. Yeah. The Ferris wheel. Oh yeah. yeah. When Spider Man like whips at it and it bounces off the Ferris wheel. Oh yeah. You see, yeah. You see him like pull off something and no right, no yeah. he he tries to flip it and it just goes boom and it bounces off and you're and then you see a little wave of something and I right. was like that 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 right there that that's it that's yeah. it yeah so, well also when the thing fell off I was like oh what's that that looks like it might be a loose end there yeah. um you know I mean like it wasn't like when they pulled the curtain back when you know the the twist of the movie yes. i'm guessing i'm gonna say when it was revealed that he was a, a bad guy it was so satisfying it was it was incredibly satisfying and, and it he made was him so that much more of a cooler villain he was so smarmy and like he was mm-hmm. just he just he was just like ah we did it ah big yeah. villain speech yeah they're like oh speech speech you're like nah, okay fine you know and yeah, okay, and like okay. and like he does it and he does it in a very tasteful way talking about like all the the people that you know have been hurt by stark and right yeah it was just it was so cool and, and the, the fucking dude from iron man one from right. literally our favorite line in okay. that entire movie i was just so excited so, i was so excited so not only is that dude like like in the first Iron yeah. Man, like he he's apparently a producer. Yeah, and he has one other famous acting credit. I don't think either of you will guess, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. go ahead and try. I want to think uh... it is a it's a classic. I mean, what movie is it from? Um, the actor. Yeah. No, I mean, what movie is he in? If it's a famous acting credit, it. I mean, I can't I think tell you tells because it'll we'll, we'll know. Yeah. Um. 
Um, the actor's name is Peter Billingsley. I think. Oh, I'm gonna double you... check that shit. Yeah. Okay. No, he, I'm um, I'm drawing a blank. He got me on this one. Um, that actor was Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Nuh-uh. Yep. Same <laughs> fucking dude. Nuh-uh. Wow. Yep. Oh my god. Peter Billingsley is is Alfie, and he's also the guy who can't match up to Tony Stark in his box of scraps. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I, ah! it was just such an awesome, like, breakdown of them just showing Tony Stark being a dickhead in so many situations. Right. Like, just normal people getting turned into villains because of his assholery. And (laughs) this is why, this is where an extended universe can really benefit. Yeah. This is where you can pull people and be like, oh, well, is this this person going to end up being like, you know, uh, very prevalent in the next ones because, you know, that guy, like, they'd get away. Who's to say he's not like, you know, Doc Ock, or like a different that's Marvel true, villain yeah, that's true, in the yeah. future, or, or who's could, to say he's not still working with Mysterio? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, like yeah. see, all right. So let's. I mean, if we want to jump all the way to like the well, the bit uh, right there, right? Like, do you so get, if we're not if we're not going like plot point by no, plot no, point, no, no, no. Let's let's. I'm, I'm, I I feel like when in earlier episodes because I I uploaded two of them today, mm. and you know just and and this is me being open with our listeners here. I did the Thor episode and the Shazam episode. They both went up yeah. live today. The Shazam one was not was without notes. Mm-hmm. It was just us trying to go through the plot of yeah. the new movie. Yeah, and, and it was right after we saw it. It too. was right after we saw right. it, and it felt a little wooden to me. Sure, because we were so busy trying to get the plot in order. Whereas with the Thor one, we did the plot in order, but we had notes going with it. Yeah, and, and, and we, we'd both seen that movie a bunch of times. Well, so. No, I'd only I'd only seen it. Remember, oh wait, yeah, yeah that's I'd, right. I'd you had only seen theaters. It. That's, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard, oh, I'd seen it a bunch. Of times. Right, but but at least with the notes, we were able to like to break and and be like, I liked this because of blank, mm, you know, yeah. all this stuff, and then that led into more things. Whereas with the Shazam one, we didn't have notes because we just saw it and we tried to replicate the plot and it didn't work out so well. So I think okay. with, with new films that were not. Like that that we've seen in theaters, mm. we're not going to go plot point by plot point. We'll just talk. Sure, and I think that's going to be better for our listeners. I think that's going to be better for us and let us be more organic. Yeah, in that kind of way. But anyway, so so you were saying though, like moving on though, yeah. well into spoiler town. So so yeah, we're way in spoiler. We passed territory. Toys, spoiler town twenty miles back. Okay, so how long are we into this podcast? Though? We're like. 20 minutes in, okay so that's like fair so minutes. do i guess like do you want to like actually like kind of loosely go through the plot like i like okay the the things i want to hit about this plot yeah i want to ask you all like a couple different things and the first big one uh, I, and I'll, I'll go ahead and list these out so we can re- you know remember to talk about them later um yeah the first big one i want to talk about was the setting going from new york to europe mm. uh the second one was you know uh mj the whole relationship with sure. mj right the third being the whole uh, becoming the new Iron Man and then having happy and all yeah. that stuff, right? And then anything else we can talk about, of course, you know, in between, around, and all that, right? But I figured those were the big three things we should talk about. So the first one I wanted to ask you all was, you know, going from being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, in New York and Queens and all that stuff, going to uh, Prague and London. International and- Night Monkey. <laughs> i loved that shit the guard in the netherlands with the mask on just saying night monkey he's on the phone he's like night monkey (laughs) i lost my shit i love that scene in the in the cell where they're night monkey help night monkey (laughs) like are you all right (laughs) he just you know he just wakes up in there and they're so friendly to him oh your english is good yeah welcome to the netherlands (laughs) 
<laughs> they're talking about the guard's wife. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Sets up for you know just every like that line. Everybody's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But um, but so what did you all think about going from? Because I think that's very integral to Spider-Man is being in New York. Mm-hmm. And what did, what did you think going from New York to literally like train hopping, bus hopping, plane hopping Spider-Man? Well, I think one when we're um you know looking at just the course of the film, how it begins. I think it sets up very well just how small Spider-Man's influence is, like, mm-hmm. or at least how he, how small he feels and compared to, you know... The A-leaguers. The, well, yeah, like Tony Stark. You yeah. Know, there's this um, this expectation that somebody's got to be the new Tony Stark. Yeah. People are asking, is it you? And his great response, are there any neighborhood questions? Just yeah. I love I love that shit. Like, yeah. Is, uh, yeah we're going to talk about, like, crime rates in Queens, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> And, and just the fact that he's not good at public speaking is fucking hilarious. Like that's that's what Tom Holland is best at. He is best at being goofy, awkward, just mm. like like he feels like Peter Parker should feel. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, you watch him in an interview. He he talks like Peter Parker would talk, just with a British accent. With the British, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I. I I, I like that though. I like that it focuses on like a his personal scope of himself, and then b like what his actual scope is, like mm-hmm. his influence. Because it literally got to the point where they said, "Oh, people can't know Spider Man's in Prague right now." So like, what are you going to call him? And then you know his his buddy is all like, "Oh, Night Monkey," you know, because like, right. who, who the fuck knows what Night Monkey is? Right? Like he's got to come up with it on the spot and can't be Spider Man. Yeah, uh, it's night. And uh, who jump else is like acrobatic? Monkey? Yeah. Uh, monkeys. Yeah. So no, I, I I thought I thought in that case, like in 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 that viewpoint, that mm. it was really strong for him to go abroad. And, yeah, that's him uh, crossing the threshold. Yeah, in, uh, Campbell terms. <laughs> but I I guess I kind of missed the neighborhood feel mm-hmm. because a lot of my favorite Spidey comics sure. and moments, uh, you know, whether it's the comics or the PS4 game or whatever, mm-hmm. right? is him like flipping through and people are like, yo, Spidey, what's going on? And yeah. like him grabbing like a chili dog or something like as he's like swipping, you know, flipping through and yeah. things like that. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what I like. I think maybe most about Spider-Man is that he is your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. Sure. You know, he, he tries to be a good neighbor. He right, tries to yeah. you know, help out and stuff. Um, well, thinking about the character of Spider-Man in these movies, right? I feel like if you had asked him to do this international mission like yeah. here he does it after civil war during homecoming yeah he would have jumped on it right you right, know and right. after coming from endgame after this incredibly stressful exhausting, exhausting situation he's just like i don't want to go anywhere i just want i want to be the neighborhood spider-man tony yeah. was asking me to be all yeah. this time and now only post-mortem, Tony's like, all right, kid, here's the king- keys to the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, go save the world, baby. I fucking loved the acronym, by the way, with Edith. Even <laughs> even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. I love that. Um, it's proof. Just Iron Man can exist in good writing and he- not through Robert Downey Jr. singularly. That's fair. That's I'm going to miss having that face but you're 100 percent correct well, like you I'll- can you can have the presence of iron man without having iron man himself also it seems like iron man tony stark is now becoming more of what ben parker was in the past movies fair you yeah. know um ben parker not you know uncle uncle ben mm-hmm. not really referenced in homecoming or you know far from home aside from peter's suitcase being labeled bfp yeah you know, for for Ben, like he exists, but he's not. We don't know what his role was. 
no one has said with great power comes with great responsibility, though they have rephrased it in several different ways yeah. throughout you know both of these movies. The idea of responsibility is always kind of at the the core of a Spider-Man, a good Spider-Man story is yep. Spider-Man's got this great responsibility to be a hero because he's, you know, he's got these powers, but he also, what he really wants is to just be normal. Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and have these normal relationships and flirt with MJ and like superhero stuff the way he wants to see it should be fun, but mm -hmm. it's in the reality. It is a responsibility and, yeah. and it's not, it's not and, always fun. Yeah. Um, you know, going to, like putting, Taking Peter Parker out of New York and putting him abroad, one, is a great, like, you know, thing about Spider-Man movies, these last two Spider-Man movies, is that they don't feel like the rest of the Spider-Man movies. Which I think is a good thing. I, I think it's amazing yeah. uh, that we can take Spider-Man, the character, and essentially put him in a John Hughes movie, a la the first homecoming and yeah. now we're putting spider-man in like a uh um just kind of like i don't in a I, mission impossible movie yeah kind of like movie. an obscure like travel movie yeah you yeah. know it, it, all the bits where they're in different locations there's always some sort of moment of levity where you see the other students having a good trip <laughs> you know whether it's uh you Flash. know uh, Flash. What's going on, Flash Mob? It's, it's your so boy. Fucking great. Streaming from Venice, and I love. How you, I love. That was so satisfying for me seeing him just get popped in the dick. Yep. <laughs> just, oh yeah. Oh, it 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 healed my aching heart. <laughs> I do want to wrap around a second back to what you were kind of getting at, sure. because like just want to talk about Mysterio for another second. Like oh, yeah. the manipulation of him, mm -hmm. of, like being in that bar with Peter and just being like, "What do you want? Like, what do you want to do?" Right. Like, I want to go hang out with this girl. I want to go to Paris, get out the top of the Eiffel Tower, and kiss this girl I like, and hopefully she tell me she feels the same way. And right. then him being encouraging, like, do it. Like, yeah. that's, like I got this. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the new Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. like I, I got this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay, good. I'm glad that like I'm glad that you all could find some good as well. Changing the setting, you know. I, again, it did kind of throw me a little bit because there were times where I was like, ah, he's not really connecting with like the people here. Right. But it, I guess it was more about the people he was traveling with in a band. And yeah, it just uh, sometimes it felt just funny because he would go back and forth. I think kind of quickly. Sure. All of a sudden, Nick's like, "Hey, we're here now." By the way, and he's like, "Okay, fine." And then they get back on the bus, right? And then it's like, "Hey, we're here." By the way, and he's like, "Okay, fine." Well, that's that's also part of it because you know if you all remember Ned. Peter Parker's friend at the beginning yeah. wants this international trip to be like we're bachelors and yeah. you know bachelors all this in Europe. bachelors in Europe and, oh my god and yeah. <laughs> that's the thing Peter never really gets to enjoy his trip no he does not because he's weighed down with a responsibility yeah. Nick Fury's ruining his life I swear to God though fucking uh, what was it the, that line Don't where it's like if, no 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 if another person walks in through that door we're gonna have to attend <laughs> another funeral together <laughs> you know let's. <laughs> Can we talk about Nick Fury for a minute? Yeah, man. Okay. Because yeah. the implications of Nick Fury in the, that post-credit scene yes. is that it's the scrolls. That it's the scrolls. Time. So now we all have to ask ourselves, how long have we had Nick Fury on screen, but he was actually a scroll? That, and Which moments? And I've, and I've wondered that about, about that myself, actually, because when you look at Nick Fury in that post-credit scene, mm -hmm. he got belly. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's obviously very comfy with where he is. Right, yeah. You know, so I, I'm going to say... I would almost argue probably somewhere around Winter Soldier, Civil War. I was going to say Ultron. I was going to say Ultron. Ultron too. Yeah, maybe Ultron. Because yeah. like Ultron is peak Nick Fury being like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, like, it's true. I was thinking, Send an alien. I, 
I was thinking more get about, him off my back. I was thinking more about Winter Soldier because that's when Shield's kind of like dismantled. Also that, yeah. So and so when he maybe like takes a break, quote unquote, mm-hmm. he you know he gets uh, the scroll to be like, yo man, can you just take my place? Right. Yeah. You and know? and throughout this movie, it, it just felt like Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury, but it was like. Nick Fury was playing Sam Jackson. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Like when, uh, what was it? When Mysterio wanted to feed Nick Fury a line. Yeah. And he's like, it's like the cosmic magnitude's coming from the core and it's it's magnifying its powers. And, and then Nick <laughs> Fury's like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Fury's like, okay. And then he's like, no, you know that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, like, while we're on this, what do you think they're building? Like, Sword. You think that's what they're building in space? Sword. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Like, because I, I felt like that that scene was supposed to mean some more than it did, but mm. like I'm watching, I'm like, what is this? Like I, like, it meant everything, Cody. Where's his shoes at? Yeah, <laughs> like it was just one of those, one of those weird ones. Who got my shoes? Like you know, I was expecting like I I always have high hopes, mm-hmm. higher hopes than I need to have. Yeah. I was halfway expecting him to walk off screen and then like Reed Richards be like standing there or something. Like I oh d- sure like, yeah that would have been way I too wanted, much. Like I just want like you know I want those like oh my god moments every I, movie. I definitely had that like mid credit sequence the. Oh my god! But let's do. Let's not get into that yet. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I've been sitting on that egg and it's wanting to hatch, man. This is going to be the very end because it's the thing that I'm going to go on forever about. If we start now, I think it's Um, and then it becomes it becomes the Spider-Man Far From Home mid-credits podcast. Uh, (laughs) But. But to get back to, to Sword for people, I guess, that don't know and Go have watched it. the movie, hopefully, Go Sword is the, like, companion to S.H.I.E.L.D., where Sword is, like, alien... Uh, Zach, you probably know the acronym better than I do. I know, I do not, actually. Um, but it's, like, it's like space attack. It's, like, space force, basically. Yeah. Or what space force should be. Um, <laughs> you might want to reuse your... Well, I don't, don't want to... Yeah. I'm, but it's, 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 it's not keeping it, Earth safe. It's keeping space away from... Uh, protected from earth yeah. or i get or earth protected from space yeah like yeah. Im- imagine the watchtower from justice league kind sentient of sentient world observation and response department yeah i only knew the world observation part i couldn't remember what the fucking and response was. is a yeah. good way yeah. to put it uh, and I, I you know since captain marvel set in the 90s yeah this they've been sh- working on that shit for a while yeah they've been working on this for a minute and how i mean like seriously how many times do you think nick fury has subbed in like for an alien to go work on this project yeah i mean it, it could be it's a whole other reveal where it's like yeah i wasn't in thor actually it yeah. was me motherfucker <laughs> and plus they've got that magic cloaking tech to where this thing's been invisible the entire time yes yeah that too yeah um, um but yeah so let's move on uh let's talk a little bit about one of the other key points i'm sure a lot of people want to talk about and that's mj I love it. And so I think the first important thing to establish, and I think this is the most important thing, especially with these movies, Mm -hmm. is that she's not Mary Jane. Her name is just MJ. And I think that's important because a lot of people get so pissed. They're like, oh, they've made MJ into like this character I don't like and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, look, that's not your comic MJ. That's not your go get him tiger MJ. This is just a character whose name literally pays homage to the character MJ. It's not 616 MJ. Yeah. And and, it, and even then, even then, let's let's say they were saying, you know, it's Mary Jane Watson, right? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like you know, it's, yeah. it's it's at this point like we we've we've got a good MJ in the original Raimi trilogy. Right. You yeah. know, we have a good Gwen 
in in Amazing Spidey one and two. Mm. You know, uh, whatever you can say, whatever you want to about Amazing Spidey. You know, I'm on the fence about them constantly. I teeter back and forth. My Spidey senses te- teeter like, me forward. These movies are good, and then yeah. you watch them, and you're like, these movies. Are I know. Shady. <laughs> my 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 terrible Spidey senses. I'm like I'm like oh this is actually no 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 wait 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 look guys <laughs> but, but like we look, have, we, we have... can also admit. The original Raimi trilogy is shit in some departments. Oh God, too. yeah, like hell. Like, like the fact that like Tobey Maguire is a thirty-year-old man <laughs> pretending to be eighteen. No, oh, pretending sure. to be sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's you, Gabby. <laughs> you, you're out of your mind. But you know, MJ in this movie, I find her to be. I a lot of people found her to be really abrasive in Homecoming. And yeah. I and I thought like that was kind of cool uh, because yeah. you know, because MJ in the comics I've been reading a lot of the classics yeah and MJ like throws herself at Peter Parker half the time well, yeah and then when and then when that's not re- like like received well she throws herself at someone else right yeah. and I don't I don't find that a hundred percent like cool right she and she develops into a much better character later on right but right but for the most part she's like you know Parker let's go party and Peter's like uh responsibility like, yeah and then, and then she's like I wonder why he's always flipping away you know but but now it's like this character has depth and she literally and literally this movie she's like i'm abrasive because i guess i just don't want people to find out that i care too much yeah i mean she she's charming as fuck in this she really is and like and and all her little quips about things you know when she when he's like hey you look pretty and she goes oh and therefore i have value instead of like keeping it there where most people probably expected her to be she's like i'm kidding you're pretty too yeah you know that kind of thing i like it's cool it's cool that like a character can have that kind of response yes like acknowledge you know the the stereotype but yeah. also being like no for real though like yeah that's yeah. what i really liked about mj her kind of ability to be abrasive but also like to to work on it yeah so that i think i think they've made her into a really fantastic character this go around mm-hmm. i don't think they had enough time in the first movie to really give her that kind of development well also be- because you had to give us a new spidey yeah you had to develop an, an interesting villain yeah right and you also had to show us that this was weaving into the mcu yes and so i don't think we had the time to make a good mj to make a good aunt may all that stuff right, right. you had to have that stark screen time yeah. yeah yeah so i that and that's the thing is like i i think with this movie has we now mj or you know mj's got depth uh aunt may's got a little bit more depth you mm. know it turns out M, aunt may is a player yeah, uh yeah. she always uh, I, 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 I love that just oh, like God. we're just we're just friends like it was just it's just like, like a summer flick and happy's you know, just like no we're serious well this movie uh looking at like relationships so like, you do get a good spectrum of yeah uh uh, uh relationship types that are kind of demonstrated like uh ned and betty brant yeah i were so fucking hilarious because we oh, all knew that couple in high school man oh i was that couple at some point i was too i guarantee you yeah i probably was too at some point so yeah it's just uh it, it, it's it's a very interesting look at a lot of different characters honestly and some of them being the new like you said like mm-hmm. ned like original mcu characters right. and now we've got also uh interesting versions of classic comic characters yeah um or homages whatever you want to call mj right you know so i i i like I liked MJ a lot in this. I thought she was great. Uh, you know, literally the part where she's got the mace and on the bridge and she was like, I just, maybe you needed some help or something yeah. like that, you know? Cause like, what the fuck else do you say when you bring a mace to the right. bridge, you know, like, and she wasn't even like mostly serious about it. She was just kind of like, I, I just have this. Like instinctually yeah. bringing it, like not realizing what right. she's doing. Right. Like, Taking it from the Royal Vault too. I, that, that's <laughs> another uh, like good opportunity. Like Peter gets beat the fuck up in this yeah, movie. Like he is calm. Constantly just getting pummeled by things. I feel like that's a prerequisite for Spider-Man. They yeah, like they true. like go over the contract anytime a director takes one of these, and they're like, "All right, let's see, Spidey suit, check, web shooter, 
Check. Gets pummeled a lot and then has to get back up and then gets pummeled again just to get back up. Check. Yep. <laughs> like I mean, but like he, I mean, Tom Holland does generate emotion really well because you like you just feel bad for him at a certain point. You're just like just, you're just, like just give up, dude. Like why do you keep just getting like you know why why do you got to be cap? Why do you got to say you can do this all day? <laughs> Well, oh, because he's oh, the fucking with Happy throwing oh the God. trash can lid. Oh. How does Cap the, do this? The shield in the in the in the wait, vault. Wait, wait, wait. How does Cap do that? Yeah. Oh no, that's right. It was a shield, right? That, that's right. They're in the, the museum, and he throws it. God, that was so good. That was so good. It was yeah. Lots of little comments on that. I think they were kind of dispersed throughout the the movie. They're just... I I did like uh I, I did like Spidey with the uh well I think it was a trash can lid. Yeah, and, the, and, and, the a, and a hammer. Thing. And the Sonic thing on some web that looks like the hammer. God, yeah. that was so fucking good. Yep. That was no, so it, great. That I mean, there just plays into um, the whole theme of Spider-Man growing up yeah. into being a hero. Yeah. You know, having this responsibility thrust upon him by Tony Stark and being like, I don't know if I can live up to this. Yeah. Uh, to the part, to the point where it's like, that's such a Ben Parker thing to the point where Mysterio includes that in his weird fucking visualization oh, nightmare that shit. that was so good. So normally, okay, here's my thing. One part of Doctor Strange I didn't like was that it got a little too trippy at times. Yeah, I love that. That's like, one reason I love no, the no, movie. Okay, but listen, listen I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that was bad, right? I'm saying that like, and maybe that was just because of the theater I watched it in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching it at home, it was a little bit easier to digest. But when I watched it back in San Francisco, it didn't sit well with me, right? Mm. And so normally I've got like a bad taste in my mouth whenever we're going to do like a psychedelic trip in a movie mm. because like either it's like Willy Wonka level nonsense right or horror. or yeah <laughs> horror uh, or it's or it's something that makes quasi sense so this was really well done the mm. the constant like breaking of reality and like you said that Iron Man suit crawling out of the grave with spiders oh, coming out of it gosh. and everything the fuck it that was so Marvel good Marvel Zombies is fucked too man. yeah right <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so yeah so I, I I thought that was really 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 interesting the the all the all the tricks that Mysterio had for him and all the symbolism and within all that yeah and him getting hit by a fucking train yeah at the last second like he keeps it going until just the last possible second yeah, yeah. I'm so good. And like I love the snow globe. Like that like oh, that they, they just too. acknowledge how goofy the helmet is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Without Parker calling him fishbowl, actually, I think. I don't think he ever says it, no. Oh no, I don't think he does. No. I also like that the helmet's the not real. Yeah. Yeah. Like that it is just like a weird, goofy, like plastic See, bit on yeah. the head. Who's the gentleman that does miss I always forget his last name. Um Gyllenhaal? Uh, Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal. I actually watched a thing today. They did a thing about like shopping for comics with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he actually never did wear the fishbowl. Um, but the oh. but the um, the one picture they have of him with the fishbowl on. Apparently, yeah. he did like a character study thing, and so he just put it on for a day. Yeah. And tried to be like, okay, this is how I would act if I had one of these things that like I could see out of, but it's all like mysterious looking and stuff right. like that. So I thought that was pretty funny. He was like, no, I never actually put the fishbowl on, and the mm. guy he was who was talking to him was like, oh man. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's just, uh, you know, again, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic movie. You know, I I think about this more and more and more. Mysterio, great. MJ, great. Ant-Man, great. Uh, Happy. I said Ant-May. Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Ant- Ant-Man is also great. Ant-Man was there the whole time on Parker's shoulders. Yeah. And he was like, like, why aren't you listening to me, kid? Paul Rudd. <laughs> I'm trying to give you advice. That's that's the extended universe we're going to see in uh, Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man 3. He's, He's going to be on... there the whole time like, why aren't you guys listening to me? He's like stuck on Peter Parker's shoulder. He's stuck small the yeah. whole movie. We're yeah. insect best heroes. We got to stick together. <laughs> 
oh yeah what was it like there's a spider-man now <laughs> i love that shit but everyone in this movie's great and another character i want to touch up on before we move on uh was happy because the scenes where you know they're in the jet and mm-hmm. happy like you know stitching him up and he's letting peter like play play tony essentially yeah. you know in the back of the jet everything that hit me so freaking hard because we grew up with this Iron Man centric universe. Essentially, mm-hmm. we grew up with Iron Man one uh, in our formative years. You know, I was in high school, and I assume you know you guys were in high yeah. school as well. So this was a really deep hit. Like it was a hard hitting scene for me. No, I especially when you consider John Favreau, the guy that yes. plays Happy Hogan, was also the director on Iron Man's yes. one and two. Exactly, and you know, fought really hard to get. Um, Robert Downey Jr. in. Yes. I think his connection to the character Tony Stark is more intimate. And it just, it comes so, it comes across so well. It does. In that scene where, you know, uh, Peter is just like, I don't know if I can be Tony. I don't know if I can be Iron Man. And and Happy's like, look, man, like, Tony couldn't even be Iron Man. He struggled with it and questioned himself all the time. Yeah. Like, that, him bringing that sense of reality to the responsibility. Because responsibilities always kind of feel like overhanging, like, issue, Like, there, it's stuff you think about all the time. And, of course, you question yourself all the time. And, like, anyone would do it. But no one considers that when, you know, it's someone behind a mask or someone that's just portrayed larger than life like Tony Stark was. Right. Um, you know, and we didn't, in the movies, we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of his alcoholism mm-hmm. um, other than like a scene in Iron Man 2, which we kind of had that alluded to. But like Tony Stark is a very complex character and, you know, having, not being able to see that in your idols, um, see the humanity into him is very relatable. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't know, if someone came up to me and was like, I expect you to do great things with this one thing, I'd be like, um, excuse me, <laughs> I, I've, I gotta, I gotta go to work tomorrow, you know, like, <laughs> I got a thing. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, the movie kind of starts in like, four, in like 20 minutes, can it wait, you know, that's <laughs> how anyone would, right. like, react to that sense of responsibility. Um, but it's being able to take control of that responsibility and, and, and still like do what you can to be good with it. Like yeah. just try, like you may not always succeed. You may not always make the right decision, but you're trying to do good. That is the important thing. Yep. Um, and, and you also got to think about this. Spider-Man Peter Parker does not have uh, the frame of reference for Tony Stark that we do. He never saw Tony Stark the fuck up. Like he lit no. like he met Tony. Yeah. Like he met Tony in Civil War. Right. Well, he, he uh, retconned. He met him during the Stark Expo. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, as, yeah. As a child. But, but like he's only ever known like peak Tony. Like yeah. Saving the world from everything. Like recruiting him to fight like for like the what he considers the greater good. Yeah. Like he's only ever seen Tony save the world. That's yeah, right. that, that's really true. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that either. That's probably why he holds him on such a high pedestal is because he only knows Iron Man Tony and yeah. not and, like, and, just Tony. And in that moment, like Happy does have that opportunity to just be like, you don't even know. Like he was a fuck up. Like <laughs> we we had to pull him out of the desert, and he wanted cheeseburgers. Like yeah. <laughs> that is God. I love that though. Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, like the the realization that Peter can be can try to be like the hero he wants to be mm-hmm. and the person that he also like the life he wants to live. It is part of that responsibility. It is not easy and everyone would struggle with it. Yeah. You know, in him finding comfort in that. Yeah. 
shit. What was the third thing I said? I, my head is so full of stuff now because, <laughs> oh God. And we talked about, we talked we about ta- Mysterio. We talked about, um, real quick though. We talked about being in Europe, MJ. What was the third thing? Real quick though. Yeah. You guys, you guys remember when Spider-Man 4, the Raimi mo- movie yeah. was being worked on. One of the only concrete things that was decided about yeah. that movie was Mysterio was going to be in it. Oh, really? Really, yeah. I didn't know It that. was going to start, Spider-Man 4 was you know, Raimi wanted to, to be like the end all be all, like it wanted to be a conclusion to yeah. the story and make up for how bad Spider-Man 3 was. So at the beginning, he was going to take on all these lower level villains, like, yeah. a, like, Ele- uh, like the Shocker. Shocker and, um, you know, it, he the, the scene he brings in Mysterio, he's fat, fat Mysterio <laughs> brings him in and they take off the fishbowl. And who is it? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, wow. That would have been great. Would have been great. Yeah. But, I mean, we got Jake Gyllenhaal first, and he's also great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe your third point was Edith, because that's my biggest contention Uh, with the movie. Oh. Okay, well, okay. Before, Well, I can't remember what the third point was, because it was a major, like, structure of the movie that I wanted to talk about. Um, And and I mean, well... Oh, well, anyway, well, well, whatever. Anyway, so let's talk about your flaw then. Since, cause, yeah, cause let's, talk I, about youth. let's talk about Edith. Like, I mean, that's that's my biggest problem with the movie more than anything else. Like, it, I feel like if you took Edith out of this movie, it would be a better movie. How so? Like, because, like, Edith is... I, I never like for there just to be, like, a weird MacGuffin in movies. Okay. And, like... Every one of the movies, well, not every one of the movies, but a lot of the MCU movies do have this MacGuffin mm-hmm. of just like, oh, we got a soul stone that we got to get to a place. The or weird we... guy with the big arm that's uh, important the whole time. Yeah. Like, doesn't have a character defining uh, <laughs> a feature other than the fact that he only has a big arm. Yeah, exactly. Like that. <laughs> it's a Lady in the Water reference. I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I, I knew where you were getting mad. But like, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I hate it when we get to the point in a movie where like you find your shiny, your shiny, well, I'm just going to keep using MacGuffin. Your shiny MacGuffin. Your and deus ex machina. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, well, this thing is going to drive the, the entire rest of the movie. And this thing is important literally because we made it important, not mm. because it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. So wait, how did how? So, what about Edith makes that that for you? All right, my my biggest thing is what like it's it's an internal character flaw that Tony has had from the beginning that mm-hmm. continues into this movie that I kind of like. I'm happy it's there because it's like it fits with his character so well. Yeah, that Tony Stark is the greatest like threat to the MCU and its best hero at the same time. Mm. Like Mm. it, it was just frustrating to me that he like literally just created a threat and didn't have the hindsight to think that if I give this to a person that isn't me, this thing could go sideways. Well, I think that's the whole point of it though. He literally like happy kept saying like Tony trusted you. Yeah. He believed in you. Right. He he knew that you would make the right decision based on your character. Right. And so I don't uh, I mean, now granted that might be a weak argument to make. Sure. But why not give it to Pepper Potts? Right, 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 right. But at the same time, I feel like that's a a strong enough bridge to connect the 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 use of Edith to the rest of the story. Right. Because I feel like giving it to Peter Parker, I think the expectation from Tony, you know, we're talking about character motivations that, yeah. that aren't exactly going to be made clear ever, but the expectation would be if Peter Parker was given like a nuke, he wouldn't use the nuke. No. You know, he wouldn't use it. And that's 
possibly why Tony gave it to him because too much responsibility. It's something that if the end of the world was happening, he could put on the glasses and be like, help, help, help. Yeah. But, but he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't use it to stop thugs. You no, know? I mean, they literally show him like, you know, he accidentally put the kill on that one classmate of his, right? Yeah. And, like right, oh like God, new flash. So great. Yeah. And he was all like, Oh, please, please, please. Sorry. I didn't mean to like, edit. It, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, wasn't, wasn't he a character in like the, in the comics, uh, Brad something. Uh, yeah, I think he turned into like a, a bad, like he was a guy. Apparently MJ dates in the comics. Yeah. And um, then turns into a bad guy. I have no He's a football star, dude. There's but, there's a lot of small hidden subtle references to other things yeah. that may not even be references. I don't know. But I my my biggest thing with it is like there's no way that Nick Fury or Scroll Nick Fury mm-hmm. knew the power of those glasses when they gave them to him because they would have kept them. Like if if you had like if Nick Fury, like I, mean, I feel like that's very in character with Nick Fury. If Nick Fury knew that he was giving a a 16 year old kid the ability to rain down a thousand drones from space at his like any whim that he had, I don't think he would have done it. Well, even the scrolls didn't expect it to go the way it did, right? Yeah. The call at the very end, like, okay, we did the thing, we gave the kid the glasses, and uh, everything worked, went sideways for a bit, but we got it under <laughs> control. Yeah. Like, exactly. like no one is expecting, you know, some fucking asshole to to come out and lie to everybody. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it, you know a, that's the best way. That's the best way you can. Say one it. of my favorite moments in the movie, it, like in that bar scene where he's like shouting out everyone, where yeah. he shouts out the guy that came up with his origin story, the guy that came from another dimension to be a superhero, yeah. and how um, Quentin Beck uh, Mysterio is like fucking anyone will believe anything. Like I didn't think it would work, but it fucking worked. Holy shit! Good yeah. job. Exactly. Like that's that's the universe that we live in. I'm sorry. So let's let's wrap up Edith then. So what what do you have anything else to say, Cody? I I you've made some valid points, but like I still like I'm just imagining if you took Edith out of the movie, like if you just like or even if you just took the drone aspect of Edith out of the movie and just made Edith a new like AI for Tom to have or yeah. Peter to have. I like that's weird. Like so, like I call Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark, but yeah. like I still call it's Peter Parker's Tom Holland. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird in my brain. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, like I feel like if you just like you just made that you made a they just made a shiny MacGuffin that was too strong and just had to drive the plot. When like Mysterio could have driven the plot himself. Like if you literally just had Mysterio have an army of drones, like I think that would have been too lame though. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you on this. I think Edith needed to be Edith for the movie so that the villains would actually want it. Be- like, because in- like an army of drones, EMP bigger guns mm. I, i'm thinking of like a million different things that you could take down an army of drones with, yeah, right I'm not, I'm but like a, but you. literally a giant sentient satellite that has a million drones in it right or has the ability to like track and hack and and do all that stuff and right? also project uh images in, right in, realistically so i that's that's a bigger threat than just nah look at me spider-man i have an army of drones all right yeah but I, I, the the drones i, I mean i'm kind of with you on it um, just that Edith is kind of like too too big for the movie in, in lots yeah, well, of ways, but also it's kind of appropriate for what the villains wanted. For me, the reason I don't like it more than anything else, I think, is it creates a problem further down the line. 
Like mm. this get like this creates the like my my infamous argument for Iron Man three. Iron Man three is a bad movie because the president gets kidnapped and Captain America doesn't show up. So down the line, when some shit gets real and if Peter's wearing these glasses, I'm just gonna be sitting there like. Why does he just rain down a million drones? We know he can do it at any moment. Because he won't use that kind of excessive power, I think. That's right. the whole point to it. He's only going to use it, like Joe said, if some like Galactus Thanos level yeah. bullshit happens where he's like, okay, I really don't have any last resort. I'd rather not shoot a bunch of drones at this yeah. guy, but I'm going to shoot a bunch of drones at this guy. And he's going to have like a, a, a horrible guilt for using it right right? so all right so what not to mention i feel like tony knew the weapons that he was making wouldn't like he couldn't get them into anyone else like or get give them to anyone else you know obadiah stain kind of fucked up his uh trust in people so or at least adults so who else is better to trust other than a kid that wants to help whiplash made him realize that people could recreate his shit if he got like he got too loosey-goosey with his tech a kid that knows his abilities I'm sticky and super strong. Yeah. All right. I, I get what you're saying. And like, you're probably right. Like we're going to like, it's going to get downplayed like within the next future movies. And then well, I think, once like, I'm oh, sorry. I'm no, I'm so, I, I don't want to interrupt. That's all right. I'm just I, saying like, I was going to get to like, once like something like Dr. Doom shows up mm-hmm. and like, he's about to end oh, the world. God. Like you're going to have like Peter just be like, I can't do it. We got to have the drones. And then like, you'll, you'll have forgot that Edith even does that. And you'll have the moment like where Dr. Doom has to fight a thousand drones at once and he will, and he'll win. And like, you'll be like, Oh no. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I think in this kind of rolls into our mid credits discussion i think edith is going to play a bigger role for the villains than it is for the heroes no i absolutely agree from you know after mysterio was got got and uh <laughs> um you know uh ralph may ralph, may have got got like i still like i have that creeping thing in my brain I'm like he ain't dead yeah like, that's the thing no i think that's why you know ralphie took his uh uh bb gun and uh flash drive full of the technology uh, of Edith, like they backed it up or something, right? Like Edith is in some way like still in the hands of the bad guys. I, yeah, I agree. Um, Probably has some code, or, or if not, at least there's a bunch of incriminating footage of Spider-Man on yeah. that. Yeah, and we like that's the thing. Like we don't know exactly what was on, on that hard drive, other than it could be anything that is going to disservice Spider-Man in good. Yeah. Um, so. That leads into the mid-credits spoiler scene, and this was possibly my favorite mid-credits thing ever. And it's real good. The, like, the lead it's, up, it's just so good. First off, we got to talk about how the portrayal, the realistic portrayal of Spidey and MJ swinging through New York and oh, actually yeah, like, being terrified. How a real human would interact, would right, react to right, this nonsense. Where, where in Raimi's version, it's like this super romantic thing, or like you look at like Superman and Lois's. Uh, flying with Superman, right, like right. no, she's hanging on for dear life in in, in real life. Like, she's like, this ah! is, like you are on a pendulum going uh, in in free fall, and yeah. it's scary as fuck all the time. And yeah. you don't have magic sticky powers or yeah. a seatbelt. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, I liked where they cut, literally cut the movie because, like, as they're dropping off into the background, you yeah. know, she's like ah, and then they cut, and then yeah. there's like the first bit of the credits there. I, I liked that. I thought that was really yeah. really cool. But no, so. You know, they, they're they swinging, and then MJ's like, okay, let's never do that again, please. And he's like, okay, well, I got to go anyway. And that's when, you know, the news station TVs, all the big TVs, uh, which are conveniently there, mm. start well, it's, getting... It's New York. They're everywhere. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Start getting hacked, and that's when we see a terrible, terrible 
like botched version of what actually happened with, between mm. Mysterio and Spidey at the end of the uh, movie. An and, emerge, and his, it's an emergency broadcast. It's an emergency broadcast. And his terrible choice of words, which is execute them all. Yeah, Why which, is that the way you phrased them? Well, that's because, because, because how he got the drones to stop. Yes, that's stop how, it, execute it. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's Edith said, can you, do you want me to execute all my yeah, cancel I know, functions? Like, it's just so like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this because it fits so well with the whole theme of like believing in reality and everything mm. like that. A fake news clip of Spider-Man is up on you know the news right. and who is there to present it but the one, the only J. Jonah Jameson himself with fucking Play by S- Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Oh God. Literally seeing him on yeah. screen involuntarily got both my fists up in the air oh, and saying yeah. yes. I was like yeah gotta put these down (laughs) yeah no i i was i was ecstatic and what made me even more like ecstatic about this was there was a clip right before endgame came out Mm -hmm. okay and so jk simmons he was on a on a youtube show and he was being interviewed Mm -hmm. and they said uh and we we, we've like prepped this little thing for you because we were really hoping that you would be j jonah jameson again and he's like well i haven't been you know contacted by marvel or whatever and he's they're like okay well could you just go ahead and read this and he's like sure and so like they they made up a script for like how Jameson was during the snap. Mm. And it was really funny. He was like, he was like, uh, he goes, okay, even though we're only half staffed here, we got to make another story. And he's like, so uh, a Spider-Man, Spider-Man's gone. Right. And they're like, yes, sir. And he goes, okay, cool. Uh, I want a headline. Spider-Man dead as hell. Uh, Parker, go ahead and get me some pictures. And someone's like, uh, sir, Peter Parker died too. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Parker, uh, you, you, I don't know if you can hear this wherever you are, but, uh, you know, you're a good photographer and, uh, also you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love your impression because you sound like Cave Johnson. <laughs> you kind of do, but but like yeah, he 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 does that, and uh, J.K. Simmons, they all start laughing, you know, and people are like, "Come on, Marvel, hire this guy." But the timing is too damn close. Yeah. Between this is my own J. Jonah Jameson conspiracy tinfoil hat okay. here. The timing is too close between that video going live and this movie being released that J.K. Simmons didn't know he was gonna be doing. Oh yeah. He, oh no. Thing. He'd already recorded. He totally right. did. Here's the thing. Like when um, Far From Home had the premiere, um, apparently people spotted J.K. Simmons in the crap, like yeah. on the red carpet. Yeah. And so a lot of people put two and two together. I was fortunately away from all of right. that. Yeah. Right. You, you right. you're, are you still in that mode where you don't even watch trailers? Yeah, I, I try not to watch trailers. I try to keep... Uh, I like I like learning that things are in production. Yeah. You know, I like following that, a pre-production to post-production, that kind of stuff. But I don't watch trailers. That's that's hard because trailers are on everything now. The only and... thing I will like go out of my way for a trailer is if I know all of my friends are going to see this trailer yes. and I'm going to have something. They're, that's You're what gonna they're going to be talk talking about. about. Yeah. Next time our group of friends get together, like, have you seen the trailer? I don't want to be that dope that's like, no, no. Or like, or I'm quiet in the corner. Or like, Joe, you're awfully quiet. I haven't seen the trailer. Start up the PlayStation. We gotta bring up YouTube. Yeah, or... You gotta watch it right now. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. Which is the way it would normally... Or our phones or anything. You'd yeah. see it. Yeah, that's so, A screen will be forced in front of my face and I'll have to watch it anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Star Wars, we're well. gonna get, we're, I'm just going to see this. Yeah. Get this fucking over with. But, but anyway, so Spidey's like watching this on the TV screen mm-hmm. and he is, you know, witnessing J. Jonah Jameson like saying, oh, oh this, this terrible Spider-Man's murdered, you know, Mysterio the Great, you know, the, the hero that we all needed. J. And, J. Jonah Jameson reporting from the Daily Bugle.net. Yes, <laughs> 
which I fucking I fucking love because like that's what I liked about the the PlayStation Four oh, yeah. Jameson because he was a podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was fucking great. That's what I like about. There's a lot of really cool references to like the PS4 game and a lot of yeah. cool nods. Yeah, like, yeah. In the the fucking Spider Man design your Spider Man suit. Yeah. The, the PS4 Spider-Man suits there. Oh, he, he does a selfie just like, oh, like PS4 yeah, Spider-Man does. Did. Yeah, yeah, that was so great. <laughs> and now JJ has also become this like Conspiracy. Alex Alex Jones type of yeah. internet personality, just yeah, yelling yeah. at at into the void and setting it out in <laughs> bite-sized clips. <laughs> Spider-Man's putting a bunch of spiders in the water. <laughs> But, you saw that face in Venice. It was covered in spider. <laughs> Spider-Man is actually a giant spider. <laughs> but, but like, I, you know, he, he's talking about how he's doing all this and he's endangering everyone. And I, I love the fact that this movie ended exactly like the first one did with Spider-Man going, what the f... And then like they cut it, which, you know, what Aunt May did in, the, in, in Homecoming. Kind of like an inverse of what happened in Iron Man where Tony was like, yeah, fuck it, I am oh, Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's... Peter's now come oh. to that like oh well yeah, we that's forgot. my identity yeah, we forgot to say yeah J. Jonah Jameson reveals his identity because yeah. he goes he goes we're gonna play this video and at first it cuts out because you know Mysterio's like his name is Pete and then you were I'm thinking oh, oh, oh thank god oh. and then like Peter it cut, and then it cuts back up Peter Parker and I was like no no and they, got, they got the picture, <laughs> the of, him picture of him and everything <laughs> Oh man! I love this what opens, that insinuates for the sequel. This opens so many doors mm-hmm. to yes, so many different things. It just—I uh, mean, we we still have we still have Scorpion waiting around. That's the thing. You okay. know, so here's where I think this is really cool. That one, they use the scrolls in Homecoming yeah. or uh, Far From Home. Yeah, because I think they're going to have to. It, try and make it seem like Peter Parker is not Spider-Man at some point in the next movie. Yeah. They get a scroll to come in and it's a, a case of, oh, we can't be two Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm Peter time. Parker and yeah. I can't be Spider-Man because Spider-Man's right there. Whip, whip, whip. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Or you get someone else to be Spider-Man. It's not a scroll. Yeah. Maybe some dude's nephew that was referenced in Homecoming. Yeah, well, see, like, perhaps. I, I have an interesting direction I can take this movie. Like, mm-hmm. And I already talked to Zach about this one. I, I've, I've been seeing articles and stuff about like Kevin Feige saying that like if Sony will play ball, they'd love to put Venom in yeah. their Spider-Verse. Sure. And I mean... Like Venom, like well, uh, Eddie Eddie Brock is a uh, is a reporter. Mm-hmm. Like if you ha- if you especially if you want to use the Tom Hardy Eddie Brock, like if yeah. you wanted to loose, like if you wanted to bring that into continuity, because you know there's no reference to anything in that movie. So I mean, uh, yeah. you're wrong, sir. Do you remember? You remember? Oh yeah, well Eddie's, no, that, Eddie's boss. That's the Netflix thing it, though. Like, but, no, it, but but the Netflix goes into the MCU, my it, dude. It does, but they'll never. Mm-hmm. They're never Eddie going. Brock, to... Eddie Brock's boss is the guy that helps run Pop's Barbershop after Pop's dies in Luke oh. Cage. Yeah, but they're never going to acknowledge those shows in the movies. I I guarantee you. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're really sticklers about their. Continuity. So here's the thing: we could have had someone else play J. Jonah Jameson, but everyone knew J.K. Simmons was born for that fucking role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when Amazing Spider-Man was around, people were like, "Hugh Laurie might be J. Jonah Jameson." And I was like, "No, no, you make it, you make it, J.K. Simmons, you write him a paycheck right now. I will pretend not to notice. He's so good. Give me J.J. J.K. Please." But, and you know what they did? Because the fan outcry was so loud, and everyone at Marvel probably knew, yeah, he's the best JJ we got. Yeah. I think, one, whatever the fucking contracts are with Netflix and Marvel, I don't know. But if you can't at least bring me Kingpin uh, by Vincent D'Onofrio into the Spider-Verse, you fucking fail. 
you fi- you failed you failed the MCU to a huge ass fucking degree because his kingpin kingpin one is a huge Spider-Man villain yeah, yeah definitely well and, here, he appeared in number uh, issue fifty in yeah. Amazing Spidey so he yeah. is a Spider-Man villain yeah and Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of the kingpin in the Daredevil season one all you, that's all you gotta watch child. it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's Oh, he's even better in season three. Oh, I bet. Oh, and you know, it, here's the thing. Vincent D'Onofrio, not on my radar. Now on my radar everywhere because of this article that was written about his part in the first Men in Black movie. Yeah. He's the he's the sugar water guy. He's yeah. the alien. Oh, right. Sugar water. Like, they talk, there's this really great article talking about the oral history of that of all of that. Yeah. And we also learned that Will Smith has really rank farts in that article, but whatever. <laughs> Bring in Vincent D'Onofrio for Spider-Man Three. He's got to be Kingpin. Like yeah. he's, he's he, he can run shit. He can he's. If we're not getting in Norman Osborn, which I mean, was, I'm I'm so unless it's ho- unless it's Hobgoblin, I don't want another Goblin story. To be a hundred percent honest, we had we had the makings for it in Amazing Spider-Man Two, and it was garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already did Spider-Man One, and it was okay in Spider-Man yeah. One. I, you know, unless it is the Hobgoblin, which is a crazier, more violent version. Yeah, you know, what, I I really I don't. Mean, that's really the thing don't. with, you know, I, I it might be interesting to explore because I feel like what you could do with Norman Osborn is basically make him evil Tony Stark. Like yeah. for real evil Tony Stark, not Mysterio tricking you to yeah. make him think he's the Tony Stark. He is, to- he Norman Osborn has access to all this technology, all these funds, and is one of the smartest guys in the room at all times. Yep. And you kind of shepherd, you know, Peter Parker in, into like working with him. I don't know. Uh, but there is not... There, are there references to Oscorp or Osborne being in there? I saw the construction on the uh, Avengers Tower yeah. where it had the billboard that said one, two, three, and then a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Not really. And the, the 4chan leaks I read a long time ago. You're right. Or uh, maybe a couple months ago were referencing that Far From Home was going to have like Osborne or Os- like Osborne was going to move into Avengers Tower. Yeah. Now we're not sure if it's it's Osborne. It could be, you know, Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four move in there and that's where they set up shop. Makes more sense to me. Right. But as we've kind of learned in in the Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man can have these these figures, these uh, I don't know how to say it, these sentimental representations of passing or father, uh the father he never had or, you know, uh, ba- Tony Stark basically is Ben Parker for yeah. this Spider-Man. And we don't know what Ben Parker is to Spider-Man other than that, but he is that fitting representation. It's drawn out so obviously when he's leaning over his grave, like, or sitting or kneeling by his grave in that Mysterio thing. It's just like, I wanted him. That's what I wanted. I wanted to like the camera to turn and say Ben Parker on it, but it said Tony Stark. And I was like, Oh, so that's how we're playing this. And really, I think it's really cool that we're getting remixes of Spider-Man lore. Right. But Go back to kind of go back to Peter's identity being revealed and how that might be addressed in like the next movie. I think because you do have those villains who know for a fact that Peter Parker is Spider Man, yeah, and two of them are in prison together, right? Oh, yeah, one may or may not be dead, one may or may not be dead. And I think that's when you know, if Spider Man's like, guys, I'm not Spider Man, that's when you have the vulture go, oh, really, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You you trying to date my daughter, and you put this shit on like you're not Spider Man, and Mysterio goes, 
What's up, babies? I'm here. <laughs> not dead. Not so, dead. Okay. Okay. So one that's, of my greatest illusions. So l- let me let me let me hit you. Of my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> let me hit you with my worries about something like that, though. Spider-Man every, Two. <laughs> every time, every time, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing two, Spider-Man two and Spider-Man Three. Okay, mm. those are two examples of Spider-Man movies with too much crap in it, too many villains and stuff. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Mm. That's a that's a non-Marvel one, right? You can put too many villains in a movie, right? Oh, it, oh no, a, I think um, so too. Uh, you know, uh, it, it just it, it worries me because if we start going off the rails, Spider Man has got a fantastic league of villains mm. from his universe. You yes. know, like you've said, you, you've got you've got Kingpin, you've got Sandman, Hydro Man, Mysterio, Craven. No, I'm, I'm probably not getting Hydro Man because he's essentially in this movie. I know, but <laughs> but just just work with me here. Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. Uh, Scorpion, Doc Ock, it goes on and on and on and on, yeah, right? Yeah, the the rogues gallery of villains it's, for Spider Man is what Sony bought. Yeah, so I'm very very afraid Sony's gonna try again to make a Sinister Six movie with Spider Man this time, and we're gonna have way too many fucking villains mm. in it. The only reason it worked in Into the Spider Verse was because we had an equal number of Spider People. To the number of villains, well, right? Yeah. And also, the villains weren't like a key part to the movie. They exactly, were, they didn't detract from the main narrative. Right, they just were there. Yeah, right. You no, know, I think I think you're correct in that you had like the idea of a Sinister Six movie was fucking dumb to begin with, just as much as an Ant May movie is fucking dumb to begin with. And don't even get me started on the Alfred TV series that's coming. Fuck you, DC. <laughs> anyway. I, but the thing about as, know, a, as a World War II story, it looks pretty cool, but the rest of it, not so much. Fuck you, DC! <laughs> <laughs> the rest um, of it, I'm not jazzed about. I'll agree with you, though. I mean, fucking Teen Titans Go called that shit. They I made know. fun of that shit. I yeah, I know. That's, oh the, that's the worst part And it part became about it. real. I know. But, but the thing about, you know, especially in the MCU, yes. what you can do, as we've learned from this movie, just putting random people in there, and oh my gosh... Turns out they were a key part of this plot here. Yeah. So what I think might be done or should be done is, you know, by the time we get to whatever the third Spider-Man movie is, we've met all those villains. Yeah. In some capacity. Yep. You know, it, we're we might be getting. I'm pretty sure we're getting a Black Widow movie next. At this point, yes. we don't know what uh, what Phase Four is going to be. This is the end of Phase Three. Spider-Man: right. Far From Home. How, who's to say, like you know, in the Black Widow movie, uh, Natasha doesn't work with a doctor named Octavius, you know, or like just little, pe- like oh, that guy was is actually a fucking the Rhino. I didn't fucking know. Like, you know, that's the kind of thing that a cinematic universe can help build. But so by the time we get to a movie where the Sinister Six are all there. We've had moments with them already. We know that they're from this movie or this movie, but it won't. We don't need to take twelve fucking minutes out of the movie to be like, "I was a person and I liked things, but someone made me evil." Yeah, I mean, and you like you. There's so many opportunities to do it too, like you said. I mean, like if Black Panther two, Craven shows up, like mm. that's a perfect spot to throw him in. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, like that would be so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That would be really because like, they killed Ulysses Claw. So I mean, that if you would, need another, d- oh did I just blow God. your mind with that? Like, oh. why didn't you even? Because th- I, I associate Craven with Spidey because of Spy- like Craven's Last Hunt and all those big yeah, stories and no. everything. But like Craven with Black Panther would be so fucking cool, right? That's Holy what we need to do. This shit. is how we utilize the Spider-Man Holy Rogues shit. Gallery of villains. Yeah. <laughs> I 
can't believe ah. I, I just blew your brain. Ah. <laughs> like, I, crap, I just want Venom. Like, I don't even care. No, like, fuck I, that I, noise. I want Craven and Black Panther 2. <laughs> fuck all your ideas. We're getting Craven and Black Panther 2. <laughs> uh, no, I... Well, okay. So part of the part of the four chan leak was one. They were working on Oscorp. It was going to be obvious that it was Oscorp at the end, right? Yeah. But the leak about Black Panther was that at one point um, T'Challa is going to go back into the uh, the spirit world, yeah, and he's going to meet up with fucking Michael B. Jordan, whoever. Oh uh, yeah, Killmonger there, yeah. and that's where they're going to have a conversation. But throw that shit out the window. It's fake, everybody. Thank goodness. Uh, all the, a lot of the stuff. That I just don't give a shit. It. I just want like, look, these are the things I well, want to be that's true. How, that's how I think we need to move the future Marvel movies yeah. need to go. We need to introduce Spider-Man villain here and Spider-Man villain here, and so by the time it gets to Spider-Man, whatever the fuck, did they've all that been would introduced? Be, that would that would be. I would accept that. And yeah. Just as again, as long as we're not focused on setting up all those damn villains, because right. if you remember from Amazing Spider-Man two, uh, that scene with all their gear mm-hmm. in the room when he yeah, just, yeah. like that that was the that was the post credit scene. No, like, no, 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 no. Listen, check it out, guys. Right, remember, it's during the movie, right? He's mm-hmm. trying to get the like the medicine or whatever for, for yeah, Harry's he, shit, he right? Walks by, so it. so he's walking by this literal like six case thing yeah and you see everybody's stuff just 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 hold up yeah (laughs) and so and so that's and that's that's like that's there in the middle of the movie yeah it's all like oh look here's dr octopus's shit here's the rhino's shit here's the vulture wings it's almost like the amazing spider-man 2 wasn't trying to be a good movie as much as it was trying to set up a franchise of movies that were also going to set up more franchises right and and so and so that's uh, i don't detracting from the plot of the movie and the quality of it therefore right i don't i just don't want that uh, Joe, that's a fine idea in my opinion, right? I it, but we can't spend the majority of the movie going like here's another villain and here's no, another villain. No, that's not how and you this, do it. You do it by having mad. the main villain of the movie yell at the other, the guy that's going to be the villain. Yeah, yeah. And I so mean, and so that like because I'm worried because Sony's track record is not good. They literally they literally are like, oh, you know what would be really good? What if we did a Silver Sable and Black Cat movie? And I'm like, those are good characters. I like both of those characters yeah. a lot. But you can't just start making making movies about shit no i think yeah. i think with a failure i wanted venom to fail solely because i wanted sony to get rid of the rest of the spider-man shit it should not be working guys don't see those fucking movies so we can just have it all back and you know what before sony goes bankrupt making these movies and then gets bought out by disney anyway we just need to stop supporting movies we don't want to fucking see and movies like venom are movies we shouldn't want to fucking see because they're not a part of the mcu which is a great story and is exploring joe pull, pull your shirt down what pull what? your shirt sorry. down sorry am, am i going off the rails too much <laughs> joe there will be carnage <laughs> oh, Greg, you beat me to it you son of a bitch i was gonna i was in the middle of saying it you suck but for real guys if you if you want venom to be in uh the mcu don't fucking see venom too you fucking idiots vote with your goddamn wallets it's the Damn only thing people carnage. are gonna fucking listen to you know amy pascal wanted to make peter parker a dj he could still do that she can Woody still do that. Harrelson in a shitty wig. That's what I want to see, Joseph. <laughs> oh, sure. No, you know what? That's fair. Speaking of wigs, I think Ned pulled off his wig pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, what? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize he was bald until yeah. like I saw that picture of him yeah. bald. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, I think he does it pretty well. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we have a lot. That, okay. 
real quick, gentlemen, last like one sentence thing you want to say about Spider-Man Far From Home. It did it like just just anything and anything, anything and everything. Okay, just tell me how you feel about it. What was your favorite? And just go. All right. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's a tremendously charming movie. I think it's better than Homecoming, personally. It's definitely going to slot into my like top 10 marvel movies i just don't know where yet because we like that's a thing that we'll have to kind of sit down and rank them all well i know i i do that we don't do that we don't don't do that here we got to go episode by episode yeah i mean at the end of the at the the end me and zach are going to slot this into the movies that we've already seen absolutely yeah yeah so i mean like i i'm definitely uh i definitely like the movie i think it's really good i I do have edith issues but i mean you guys kind of made me not hate them as much but i know (laughs) it's gonna come back so we're gonna fucking see how that works but anyway or or it won't come back like all of tony's suits didn't come back but like anyway we'll we'll randomly you know fucking iron man 3 is a bad movie we'll get to it but like (laughs) anyway iron man 3 is my like third favorite lethal weapon movie oh my god all right joe What's, what are your thoughts about this? Real, real short. Oh, I was, I was like that. My my closing thought is the uh, the scene with Happy and uh, Peter on the fucking plane. Like that'll be one of those like movie clips that Kevin Smith will just like play and cry about on Facebook, and it's, I can't wait to see it. It's yeah. definitely the emotional core of the movie. I was I was telling Zach uh, before you got here, maybe on our other podcast. John Favreau has this really great piece of advice that I think he got from Scorsese that he got from someone else. A good movie is five great scenes and no bad scenes. Yeah, I mean, and that is one of the fair. great scenes, I think. Fair. Yeah. All right, Joe, summarize real quick. Go. Uh, I actually think Homecoming is a better movie, just okay. structurally. Okay. I think Far From Home is a is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's one the perfect kind of after shot, you know, or the the perfect chaser for Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, is something that's a little bit lighter, a little more comedic, and you know, definitely takes Spider Man, puts him on screen in a way that I love to see. I can't wait for, you know, what comes next. I'm pretty sure uh, MJ is Nick Fury's daughter. Fight me. Okay. I'm going to finish up by saying this is, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie because that's probably always going to be Spider-Verse, unfortunately. Um, But is it my favorite live action Spidey movie? It's really hard because Is it the best Spider-Man 2, Zach? (laughs) I, I enjoy this film a lot. And I think that it is just it's 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 hard to compare this to Homecoming because it's it, they both serve different purposes. Sure, Homecoming introduces Spidey like full hearted into MCU. Yeah, you know, but but like where on we only whole, got a toe dip with the, Civil War. On the whole, when you walked out yeah. of the theater, did you have more fun at Homecoming, uh, or did you have more fun at Far From Home? I think I had more fun with Homecoming just because I was shocked that Vulture could be a good villain. That too, but. I also had that, I mean, I had that same feeling, though, with Mysterio. I think, okay, I think I came out smiling out of Homecoming because I was like, man, that was a good time. But I came out excited and shocked and awe from from Far From Home because of what we're leading to. Right, yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to say, is if you want, like, a good just solo Spidey adventure without any ties to anything, it's just Spider-Man in in his neighborhood, Mm. watch Homecoming. But you want to see the ripples that Spider-Man has in the rest of the world, do Homecoming. Yeah, definitely. You you said Homecoming twice. Oh, shit. Do do Far From Home. God dang it. I hate... Watch Homecoming homecoming twice. Just watch Homecoming twice. (laughs) Okay, so Cody, it's time to 
put this into our list of MCU films. And Joe, you can do this as well if you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our choices, okay? Because the only ones that we've reviewed so far. Yeah, so okay? you, you got... Like, you have to get. You have to work with what we have. You can't come in here with all your extra stuff, future man. I'm sorry. All okay. right. So what we what we have to work with is Iron Man's one and two. Mm-hmm. We have Hulk. We have Thor. We have Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And okay. then, now, now we, we have, have Far From Home. Because okay. we, we didn't do Endgame or Infinity War because those were too big to like. You can't cover a three hour movie in a podcast that you're trying to start. Like you yeah. got to build up to that. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So Cody, out of out of the choices, Iron Man's one and two, Hulk. Thor, Captain Marvel, and Far From Home. I think this is how I'm going to do my list. Okay. okay. I'm going to do Far From Home. I'm going to do Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk. Because Hulk was always going to be at the bottom of my pile. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, what do you got, man? All right. Mine, uh, Iron Man 1, Like I, because I just... I can't no, I get it. Take I, it dude, I, I I totally understand. Like, that. I'm pretty sure Avengers is gonna be the thing that knocks it off the pedestal. But like, I don't know. It's been a minute since I've seen Avengers, so, and like, I think I'm like you. I think oh, I've seen I've seen it again, but like, it is one of the ones I've seen the least, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, like, so uh, Iron Man one, Far From Home, uh, then I guess it's got to be Captain Marvel after that. Then probably Iron Man two, Thor, Hulk. All right, fair. I, I I get it. It's just it. Iron Man's probably always going to be in my top five, and I totally understand why it's at the top of a lot of people's lists. It's just I guess as I have grown, uh, I start to like different movies for different reasons, and I like the enthusiasm and the comedy in Captain Marvel more. Yeah, and I like Spider-Man Far From Home more just because it's a good story in my opinion. And it, it, it's really, it's just builds up. It's building up to a lot of really fun, cool stuff. Plus that J. Jonah Jameson credit scene. You can't fucking beat that. So Joe, out of those choices, build us your list. So, okay. So Far From Home's got, got to be at the top. Okay. Right? I think that's the best movie out of the ones you listed. Okay. And then let's see. Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, Iron Man. Okay. Number three, Captain Marvel. Okay. Number four, mm-hmm. Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then, what's the rest of the trash garbage shit that you're talking up. about? Hold up now. Uh, there's Thor, which is a lot better than people remember, and Hulk. Okay, yeah, so that trash garbage shit, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Thor, <laughs> then Incredible Hulk, I guess. I swear to God. Like, we, we, we had a, a weird revival for Thor in our podcast. Like, yeah? we both liked it a little, well... We both liked it a little bit more, but I liked Chris Evans less. <laughs> or not Chris Evans, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Chris Hemsworth less in the movie now than I did. Right, because you can you saw what his character evolved yeah, into. I was just and like, that's so much better than Thor's one and two. Yeah. I mean, no, that's fair. I just uh I, I hadn't seen it since it had been in theaters, and so it was just a nice, refreshing take. I mean, even editing it this morning, editing that episode and throwing it up there. I was like, man, I had a lot of fun with that movie. So I'll, to, I'll give it a shot, but I also it's, it's really pretty still. I like God, the Bifrost and everything, mm-hmm. and Asgard is very pretty. The feelings that Thor and Jane Foster invoke is really, really cool. It's just I, I, I gotta give it more credit than it gets. I, know, I felt, I felt like the Thor falling down to Earth and then changing within the course of a three days because a pretty woman is just not work for me but that's kind of how i remember it i haven't seen it in a while so maybe i should just i watch fell into it. college and saw a pretty woman and changed in three days so you know whoa <laughs> whoa talking about my wife you idiot yeah but thor's not with jane foster is she 
That's mm-hmm. because Natalie Portman didn't want to keep doing the movies. Because <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> that, well, that's, I dark, mean, dark, I'm not going to defend Dark World. But, no, I, I I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I will defend the first Thor up and down. Well, uh, folks, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Cody, I think up next we have got Captain America, first Avenger. Yee. And uh, for Avengers, I'm thinking of something fun, actually. I think I think, I think you and I should do a watch party. Like, Well, well I was going to call in our Avengers. And uh, have a have a big group in. Am I gonna make another cameo, uh, Cody? I'm a I'm a putting together a team. Oh I, yeah, we can we can definitely <laughs> do that. Like we like I was just thinking like that. Like there's certain ones I feel like we should watch like together. Yes, like, yes. Because it'll be way more easy for us to like in, anything yeah. that breaks two hours. Yeah, because you want to see me suffer and enjoy through Guardians of the Galaxy again. I, I get it. Well, no, I mean like we don't have to watch Guardians. <laughs> I want to see like, perform Guardians of the Galaxy. You want to see me perform Guardians of the Galaxy? Perform Guardians yeah, of the Joe Galaxy. was there too. Joe was there to witness me watch Guardians of the Galaxy 86 down, down, fucking down, times in a yeah, row. Down. It came back in a horrible flashback during Endgame. Dude, I was, and I started singing, and you... <laughs> I was just sitting there miming it, and I was like, and then this is the part where he twirls, and then this is the part... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, go, always ahead, go ahead and watch uh, Captain America First Avenger and then Avengers, and we will have episodes up for those uh, later. Yeah. And after as- this episode, watch a supercut of all the Stan Lee cameos, because you missed one in Far From Home. You don't get them. Oh, yeah. I know. That's Rip nice. all the Stan Lee cameos are just, I guess, done. Well, actually, I had read earlier this morning they never planned to do one for Far From Home. Oh, yeah, because he was old and yeah. couldn't go anywhere. But, uh, well, no, I mean, he... he that kind of contradicts though what i've heard from people close to him yeah because apparently up till literally the day before he went into the hospital he was still planning to go out and film cameos there's an audiobook that is coming out this month as of recording Mm. uh that is partially narrated by him oh it's like a a story he wrote apparently or something like that um it's like an adult superhero story Hmm. so i mean there he was apparently like still really active up until he he had to be put in the hospital so i i don't know how much i believe i i I would like to believe that he definitely wants to still be in a spider-man movie yeah yeah no i i I just i worry like because i heard they filmed like a lot of stan lee cameos with him like yes i imagine they just like wheeled him out in front of a green screen put some costumes on him and go okay uh this is for um captain marvel movie can you just Say something. Excelsior. All right. Costume change. Well, no. Great stand. Good job. <laughs> I'm doing think... great. You want me to do it again? No, no. We, we're, you're good, Stan. Sit back down, please. I, I kind of wish that we they would do the the weird Disney thing and do hidden stands. Oh, I hope so. That yeah, would be great. Like be really if he cool. was just like some graffiti on a wall in one scene mm-hmm. or something like that. I, I, I'm going to go with the internet's idea. And yeah, that's a bad thing to say. Uh, and, that's, and this is a terrible thing to close on. But I, now that, you know, Disney has acquired all the Fox properties, I, I eventually want Deadpool just appearing with Stan's sunglasses and mustache. Yeah. Uh, you know, just yeah, I mean, that'd like be cool. he just, he doesn't have to even like say, hey, I'm Deadpool. He could just be walking in the background, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hey. just it's just it's just deadpool full red suit right 
but he has got the khaki pants and the nice button-up sweater vest, right? Um, they'll, they'll do it aviators like... Aviators and then the haircut and mustache. It's like the episode of Community where Abed has a whole thing going on in the in background. The background. Yeah, in yeah, an yeah. episode, it's just Deadpool. Yeah, just like that. That's what I want. Yep. That's, that's what I want. Uh, but folks, thank you so much. If you guys want to send us any suggestions or comments or concerns or anything like that, you can email us at panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com. We're also uh, panel picture. Oh, shit. I always forget our Twitter handle because Twitter made it so stupid. It's like a picture pod at Twitter at, you know, at picture dot, pod? Dot, 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 dot com. picture pod. I, you know, I don't not remember. Pan pod. You know, you can change it's that. It's in right? the, I, no, I can't. Not the, not the, not the, the, um, URL. It's yeah. Like, it's not, not, it's not letting I, me. I changed the orange Avenger. Yes. No, you didn't. No, I didn't change it recently. But okay. like, okay. when, like when I was trying to make it, okay. I had to. Anyway, like, it's, it's it. at podcast panel. So at podcast panel is our Twitter for panel pictures. So make sure you give us a like and a follow there. Uh, let us know what you're reading and things like that. I'm going to throw up another reading list that like I had uh, for a little while. I'm going to throw another big one up there. Give you guys some suggested reading materials for things. things How I've nice been reading. of you, Zach. Well, I mean, you know. there's a lot of comics out there. I don't know what to read. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Joe. And his crazy tinfoil conspiracies and also how you shouldn't give Venom your money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at howisjoe, all underscores in between. And I'm fine, thanks. All right, good. And then Cody? I won't call you fuckos there, I swear. Oh, he will. Oh, Oh, I might. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Cody, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Well, they they can't, really. I mean, they, (laughs) they can find an account that i made on the third blue moon on the third oh yeah drink three blue moons and then go to twitter and <laughs> and then find and at orange avenger yeah minus the, the e orange avenger minus the e there and tell him how much you love iron man 3 He'll yeah come out of his cave post all your favorite post post all your favorite pictures of iron man 3 i'm gonna start doing that with our with our account <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like I'm just going to post. No, I'm not messaging you. I'm posting a bunch of just Iron Man 3 crap right on your Twitter. (laughs) Right on there. I'm going to tag you in it, and I'm going to be like, this is from our boy. Uh, But anyway, folks, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode, and we will see you all next time. But until then, stay super, and bye-bye. Say bye, you dolts. Goodbye. Oh, are you waiting on me? <laughs> yes. Fuck, I'm sorry. God dang it. Uh, I, no, wait, shit. Bye, everybody. <laughs> you shit, shitheads. Ah, oh, I messed up again. It's, it's me. Ah, uh, you're going to have to bleep that. Before. I might, I might That's the only one we bleep. Why are you recording? Stop it. Oh, God. <laughs>